This is Daizenshu EX, the podcast, episode 7 for the week of January 1st, 2006. Welcome everyone to episode 7 of Daizenshu EX, the podcast. My name is Michael Labrie, you may possibly know me as Fujito EX, and alone with me this week is my faithful henchman Julian. Yo! Yo! So, uh, Happy New Year! Yes, Happy New Year, and... May you continue to have a good year, or wait, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, anyway, let's let's cut that part out, and I'll leave it with you. No, I'm going to leave it in, because it was funny. Uh. <laughs> We're actually <laughs> recording slightly late this week. Uh, it's Monday. Usually we record uh, Friday, sometimes Saturday, but uh, we've been busy. I've been busy playing Mario Kart and Animal Crossing on the DS. Yes, and I've been busy spending time with people, you know, since I'll be leaving in just a few days. When are you taking off again? Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. And where specifically will you be in the land of the rising sun? I will be studying in Kyoto and staying in the city of Uji, which is right outside of Kyoto. Oh, cool. I'll be flying into Osaka Kansai Airport, and I'll probably be pretty incoherent by then, so I don't know if my Japanese skills will actually help me when I first arrive, <laughs> but I think I'll be okay. All right. So, good luck and have fun with that. But until then, you have a job to do. Yes. And that is our podcast. So, let's get right into it this week. It's just you and me, so we're going to take care of some uh, typical fun stuff that people have been asking for, actually. And that is puns and names. Ooh. Yeah. The one single character we definitely want to go over in detail this week is something that... I don't want to say we took flack for on the forum, but people were kind of confused about it at first... And that is oh, the yes. villain from Dragon Ball Z Movie 3. Mister, would you like to introduce yourself? And for those of you who don't speak Japanese, here is his English introduction. I'm Turles. Now, this character has gone through quite a few fan names over the years. Oh, yes. Yes. But let's ignore those for a second and just kind of go back to the beginning with names in the show. Most of the names in the show are puns on something, and they're amusing. Where would this character fall in with whatever series of puns? Well, Taresu, or as we like to call him, Tales, is a member of the race of aliens called the Saiyajin, or Saiyans. And Saiya is a, an anagram of the word Yasai which means vegetable. So, clearly, his name has to be some sort of pun on vegetable, just like all the other ones. We have Vegeta, which is vegetable. Uh, we have Kakarotto, which is carrot. Carrot. And we have Broly, which is broccoli. So, what is this guy? Tell us would be lettuce. Ah, all right. So, where does this come from? Because when you hear the name, it doesn't quite click, especially if you've seen some of the alternate spellings online. Oh, uh, yes, because we've seen... All sorts of things from Taurus, I think, is a popular one. Yeah. As well as Tales, T-A-L-E-S, which always gets mispronounced. Tales. That's true. Completely wrong. Um, so but, what is it actually? Well, the Japanese spelling of the English word lettuce is retasu, and if you rearrange the syllables in this, you get tadesu, and that's pretty close to the way that tadesu is, except that you have an extra long vowel in there after the a, but this is pretty common for the name puns in Dragon Ball, so that's not that unusual. No, in fact, as you mentioned, the race itself, Saiya is just Yasai rearranged. Right. So for a character to do the same thing, 
isn't much of a stretch at all. Right. So it's pretty pretty much a simple rearrangement of the syllables. Right? Now, is there any confirmation on this pun? Because I know a lot of people don't actually believe us at first when we said this. And I think, well, again, that just goes back to all the alternate spellings there have been over the years. Well, there's tons of Japanese fan sites that agree with us. <laughs> okay. Um, and, I mean, it, it also helps uh, in the movie all of his henchmen have something to do with foodstuffs as well. That They're not necessarily vegetables, but they're, they all have fairly obvious puns on things. I believe the, the general pun for his henchmen are all like nuts or berries. Okay. Now on he, the... he, is, he is a Saiyajin, so that's pretty much you know, proof enough. Yeah, him being a Saiyajin, you know, vegetable, so lettuce makes sense. Now, on the site, we, I should say you, and I've adopted it because I think it makes a lot of sense, spell the name as... T-U-L-L-E-C-E, right. which, when you first see it, kind of looks like it would be Tullus. Right. So what was the reasoning behind this? Well, uh, in my thinking, I try to give the characters names that flow in English that try to preserve the pun where applicable uh, in Japanese, especially where the pun is based on an English word, and especially with it being the English word lettuce, this it's a little bit of a futzing with it because you have to transfer the double letter from the T to the L, but it, it creates a, a word that actually sounds like the original Japanese pronunciation as well. That's true. Tadus and Talus and Talus yeah. and... Yeah, yeah, works for me. And then we have the dub name. I think the movie first aired in 1997 on television. Funimation kind of threw it in as a three-part special in with dub season two, and didn't really tell anyone, so we were all kind of confused. But the name they used back then, and assuming that movie 3 ever gets its redub, the name will remain as Turles. Now, a lot of people seem to think that this is a pun on Turnip, but do you think they even thought that much about it? I really don't think they gave it that much thought. Their history seems to suggest that they either go for something that's sounds like the Japanese pronunciation, or they just change it completely. Yeah. Uh, like with the Bardock special, his team had their own names, although they weren't. They were only mentioned in the credits. Right. Um, but they just gave them completely new names that had nothing to do with vegetable puns. Yeah. So, you know, it, it doesn't seem that unusual to me that the, they'd screw it up. <laughs> you know, I think a good example of this would also be Paikuhan, which was changed to Paikon in the dub. And that seems to be just something where they take a word that doesn't quite flow off the tongue as naturally in English as it would in Japanese, and they give it something that's in the same vein as the original name and kind of in the spirit, but it's slightly different. And just for the record, Pai Kuhan is the Japanese pronunciation of a Chinese dish that's like spare ribs and rice. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) It's all about the food. Oh, yes. So... You know, I'm under the impression that Turles doesn't have any real significance, and it's just one of Funimation's little name changes, so... Yeah, it's not really so much a change as a weird spelling. Yeah. You see that a lot. Yeah. So, we'll take a break from his name for a second and talk about something else that he is somewhat infamous for, and oh, this yes. is his supposed relationship to Goku. Oh, that. And, you know, if we want to sum it up real quickly, there's, I think, a single word that we can use. No. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> now, in the original Japanese dialogue, what he says is that there weren't that many types, 
of expendable lower-level warriors like themselves. So in other words, it wouldn't be that surprising that they look similar. Right, exactly. And, you know, then people also say, well, didn't he say in the dub that they were brothers and blah, 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 blah. You know, he didn't. So (laughs) I think this is one of those cases where people, uh, you know, watch the movie and then they see the two characters look the same. They think, oh, what did I hear? Oh, you know what? I think he did say they were brothers. And it just kind of goes on from there. It's basically hearing what they want to hear. Right. Now, you just mentioned to me earlier before we started recording that there might be something that prompted this whole brother thing. From what I've been hearing, in the French dub of the movie, he actually, either he says or it is strongly implied that they are actual twins. Uh, In fact, the the word that I hear used um, in French, like, well, I see used on French fan sites is jumeau which is a genetic twin, and I'm pretty sure it's not in the sense of doppelganger. No. Which, it would, which would be a better appellation, actually. That's true, he, yeah. he looks like him, but he's not him. Right. He's very different. Yeah. And, you know, if we want any real proof, I think the best example I've seen is in the color Tankoban for movie seven, of all things. There's oh, a Saiyajin family tree, and it shows all the different characters and their relations to each other. And it even has Bardock and his team. And they're related with a dotted line that says Buka, which I believe is subordinate? Yes. Okay. And then we have Tadasu, and he's all by himself off to the side with no arrows and nothing at all. Yep. (laughs) So I think coming from Toei themselves, that's a pretty good indication that he is all by him lonesome self. Yep, I'd say so. And if anyone wants to see this particular image, we do have it in our rumor guide on Daisenshu EX. So go ahead and check that out. Now, we've talked a little bit about Talis and his name and his pun. We've had a lot of people asking us to talk about puns in general and all where right. they all come from and what they all mean. So I think what we want to do today is go through all of the Dragon Ball Z movie villains and just talk right. about where they come from and what they mean some of them are really interesting and probably don't mean what you think they mean so we will start at the beginning and just make our way through and you know what i can do the first one all right movie one garlic jr it's a pun on garlic yes (laughs) and in fact all of his subordinates also have names that are based on spices and this carries over to the series as well where he appears in in the filler arc right so you know what the spice boys makes a whole lot of sense yes it's kind of silly sounding, but you know I'll give Funimation credit for that. Yeah. Now, how about movie two? I actually don't know this one. Dr. Wilo. Um, they're all based on various kinds of food, and from my understanding, they're foods that are known for being common around Nagoya, which happens to be where Akira Toriyama grew up. Oh, all right. Uh, I don't know if they had that in mind or whether it just happened to be that way, um, but Dr. Wiro, Wiro is a kind of cake that's sort of made of like rice flour and sugar. All right. Uh, his henchin, henchman, Dr. Kochin, is from uh, Kochin Chicken. Or Nagoya Kochi is also gotcha. called. Now, how and, would how would you spell Willow? Because in the dub they kind of say Doctor Willow, but they spell it out as Willow. So I'm kind of confused myself on this one. I'd spell it U I R O, like okay. like the actual Japanese sweet. All right. It's actually a long O vowel. But how would how would you say it? Willow. Willow. All right. And then there's movie three, which we just talked about. So we yeah. know that Tadasu is Retasu. How about all of his henchmen? You said they were all nuts yes. and... Okay. Well, there's cacao, which is the cacao bean. Right. Where we get um, chocolate from, I believe. 
uh, Daizu, which is Daizu or soybean. Uh, Amondo is from almonds. Uh, resin from raisin. Uh, rakase is the Japanese word for peanut is rakase. And um, of course, then there's all by his lonesome the little purple dinosaur who's become sort of infamous in the series. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Hayadoragon, which the dub calls... Well, in the series, they call him Icarus. Right. But actually, in the uncut dub of the movie, they called him Higher Dragon. Like yeah. Higher as an upper. But Well, how um, it started was that in the TV dub for the movie, they called him Icarus. And right. then when the uncut dub came out a year or so later, they went back and then they called him Higher Dragon. Because those were the movies that were almost essentially uncut and had the original score and dialogue, etc. Right. And, yeah, but um, from what I, my understanding is that Haya in Japanese means, like, driver or chauffeur. So basically it's showing that he's basically, you know, what Gohan uses to fly around on his back, even right. even though Gohan can fly. On his back. <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's moving. Right. Uh, All right. So let's keep going. Movie four, Slug. Yeah, well, that one's pretty <laughs> self-explanatory. He's a Namekian, so right. Namekians are named after gastropods, basically. There's a few exceptions, like Piccolo, and Kami is his position. Rather right. Than, well, than those characters were also um, brought in before the whole idea of Namek was even done. That's true. So they but, had their but, own puns and yeah. names. But, of course, the planet's name is uh, from Namekuji, which is Leaf's Slug. Right. And... Nail, and, which is snail, of course. Right. And Cargo Dendenmushi? Dendenmushi is a snail. All right. So, so Slug have... isn't all that original in either a movie or a character name or anything, really. Yeah. I hate movie four. Oh, my God. I hate <laughs> that movie. Yeah. And his henchmen, I've heard some various, I don't know, sort of disparate kind of arguments. The Japanese fan sites seem to say that they think there's like a running pun through the names of his henchmen that create... Uh, Andromeda Galaxy, or Andromeda Seiyun, from Angira, Medamacha, Dorodabo, Medamacha... Wait, I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, <laughs> uh, Angira, uh, Dorodabo, uh, Medamacha, and Zeyun, so Andromeda Seiyun, but I don't know about that. God bless uh, you. <laughs> Kakuja and Gyoshu, which are like the little, I don't know, like computer operator people on a uh -huh. spaceship, seem to come from Gaksha and Kyoju, which are scientist or scholar, and, well, no, it, it'd be scholar, sorry, and Kyoju, which is like a university professor. Gotcha. Well, you know what? I hate that movie, so let's move on. Okay. <laughs> so movie five, of course, Kula. Well, you've is... got Frieza and you've got King Cold, so... Cool. Kula makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and Daisenshu 6 seems to have this other pun that I don't get that I think they're just making up. <laughs> and <laughs> what is joke. that? Uh, like, kura, which I don't get that. It's obviously something about, like, eating food or something, but maybe it has a reference to, like, the puns just in general. I'd have to relook at the book. Well, that doesn't and make sense to me. I think this one you don't need to read all that deep into. I think it's almost an inside joke there, but yeah. um, his henchmen are actually based on what what you basically condiments, I guess, or salad <laughs> dressings. All right. Um, Saza, or Sazer, comes from Thousand Island Dressing <laughs> from Saozando Airando. So, oh, all right. And this is dear to my heart because I happen to live in the Thousand Islands region. Do you? And every restaurant up and down the St. Lawrence River claims to have come up with the recipe. <laughs> it's really just a variant of what other people call Russian dressing. Anyway, but there's also nezu, or nez, which is from mayonnaise, mm -hmm. and dore, which is actually from dressing, or 
Saladore. Saladore. Salad. Salad dressing. Gotcha. Now, how about movie <laughs> six? There's the... I don't even know how I would spell it between fan subs and Steve's translation. Is it Big Get or Getty? What is it? Star? Um, Gete. Gete? Yeah. All right. Big Gete Star. And um, what is that? Uh, well, the big and the star are pretty well self-explanatory. <laughs> okay, I think I get that one. Um, Gete comes from Getemono, which is cobbled together, sort of like just sort of a bunch of things thrown into one. So it makes sense from the standpoint of you have this basically, you know, big thing that's made up of all these different machinery parts from around the galaxy. And it's eating Namek. Yes. (laughs) Um, And Star actually probably comes from the wrong context of the kanji for Sei or Hoshi, Uh which, depending on the context, context can mean either star or planet. Oh, all right. So it's more of a planet than a star, you know. Gotcha. Being right. a star, it would kill you just by <laughs> landing on it. The two planets are kissing. That's the line I always remember the most from Yeah. That. All right, movie seven. I don't think we even really need to say anything about it. They're just Jinzo Ningen. Yeah, so you have number 13 through 15. Um, there's also the term for number 13 after he absorbs the parts of the other two. And he becomes Gattai Jusango. Uh, Gattai is like combined or sort of fused. Uh-huh. The one I like to use is integrated number 13 because there's the idea of an integrated circuit, of course, so I think right. that fits with the character. So I, I like integrated number 13. Gotcha. And that's not so much a pun as it is just explaining yeah. what he is. Yeah, super number 13, uh, that's kind of a fan-given turn, I think. I haven't seen it in Japanese publications, but I admittedly do not have every <laughs> single Japanese printed resource. And you know what? That's just a nice, simple way to say it. Right. And, Super you know, 13 Super. is easier to say than integrated number 13. Yep. And just a little plug, if you want to learn more about Jinzo Ningen, check out our podcast with Maggie from Lovely Cyborg. Movies 8, 10, and 11. Broly. We kind of oh, mentioned Broly. him earlier. Yes. Broccoli. Broccoli. And you know what? They even explained this pun in the movie. Oh, yes. Yeah. Kami Senden makes the joke about, uh, come on, broccoli, and... Oolong corrects him, saying, no, it's Broly. Yes. Now, how about any other characters in these movies? I think a couple of them just have normal names, like the, uh, what is the, the priest in movies 10 and 11. But what about the, uh, little munchkin things that probably destroys the planet of? They're the Shamoans, or Shamosi, I believe. I think they're probably named for game fowl, Shamo, because they're like <laughs> sitting ducks. I'm not really that clear on it. Um, hey, that makes sense. I'll I'll accept it. Uh-huh. And <laughs> let's see. There's also Paragus is like oh, sci- right. scientist sort of henchman, well, Anguru and Moa. Well, what about Paragus himself? Oh, Paragus uh, is from Asparagus, of course. Right. Asparagus. And, of course, he has these two henchmen that sort of help him with like the control collar that he has on Broly called right. Anguru and Moa, which, from what I understand... Uh, come from a prophecy by Nostradamus really? about King of Anglomois or something like that, who is supposedly like um, a great, terrible king. And I'm, That's pretty I, deep for Dragon Ball. Yeah, and I, I really have no idea why, um, <laughs> but the two names fit together like that, and it makes sense that they take it from that. I just don't know why. All right. <laughs> um, so movie and, nine, we have Bojack. Yes, and this one actually sort of you you get it by combining the names of some of the enemies. So you have Bojaku and then you have Bujin. And you put them together and you get Bojaku Bujin, which is arrogance or uh, audacity or outrageous behavior. 
Mm-hmm. And then you have Gokua, you have Bido. And you put them together, uh, you get Gokuaku Bido, which is heinous and inhuman. Oh. So those are, I don't want to say they're more clever, but they're definitely more, uh, what's yeah. the word I'm looking for? It's sort of more complex. Yeah. And, and then you have Zangya all by your losum, which is uh, <laughs> Zangyaku, which is cruelty or brutality. So you also have the money family, which is a kind of interesting because in the in the dub they changed the names. But I love what they did in the dub. I think Movie 9 is the only movie since 3 that we actually watched dubbed. I'm not sure yeah. why, but we did. I totally forgot that we watched that. And they, <laughs> named, they named the guy XS Cash, and I thought that was the funniest thing in the whole world. Yeah, his, his original name is Gyo-san Mane. Uh, Gyo-san means, like, plenty or abundant, and Mane is just... Money. And so it, it continues, like, Okane Mane is the mother, which Okane is money in Japanese. Mm-hmm. And Doru Mane, uh, Doru is the Japanese pronunciation of the word dollar. <laughs> well, props to Funimation for paying attention to that one. All right, so how about movie 12 and Janemba? Janemba, um, Janen is, like, wicked thoughts. I'm... It's been going around fan uh, interpretations for years, and it, it seems to be pretty accurate. And like the ba part would have to do with like being probably being given form. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure if that's quite accurate, but it you know it makes sense. And um, of course you have Gogeta, which is the combination of Goku and Vegeta. <laughs> I hope that one's a little obvious. And there there is actually another name for the fusion. Before they get it right, that's given, I think, by one of the Makayo. Yes. Um, they call it Beku, like, as a bad fusion of Goku <laughs> and Vegeta. Um, you know, I never even noticed that for the longest time. My original sub of the movie, they didn't write that for whatever reason. And I guess I just wasn't paying attention to the verbal dialogue, and I just never picked up on it. And, you know, and, and the other ones, I mean, there's Paikuhan, which I, I explained earlier. It's, um, I think, Baiku Fun in Chinese, so... Paiku is like spare ribs or like a rack of ribs, and fan is rice. So you see it on Chinese restaurant menus sometimes. Now, real quick, explain to me the spelling of janemba, because you spell it with two N, is that N- correct? Yes. Well, in Japanese, um, there tends to be um, people will, if the, the syllabic N, which is just a nasal N sound, right. comes before a voiced or plosive, like a, a B or P. Right they'll change it to an M. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what, what I was taught in Japanese. That's what the sound turns into. I I go for a slightly more literal reading. Okay. Um, I still change, uh, you know, the um, the E vowel in the S row to SHI, S-H-I, and, mm-hmm. the, and in the Z row to G-J-I instead of Z-I. But right. overall, I, I use slightly more accurate to the actual kind of spelling but i mean it's you know you still understand it either way and oh one of the big yeah uh controversies about this movie is a certain someone who appears with his army of tanks and zombie soldiers <laughs> and for years people say that this is in fact a certain german dictator who caused lots of death and destruction in europe a while back interestingly his name is censored on funimation's forums <laughs> but anyways go on but in fact he's not given a name in the movie uh he's simply referred to in the credits as doku saisha which means dictator however doku is also the shorthand kanji for germany if you want to all right so come on it's hitler yeah all right <laughs> basically it's you know it's never flat out stated and they don't refer to him by that name but that's basically what they're going for as yeah. a character um 
you know, backtracking a little bit, we could also talk about certain characters in movie 10 and 11 who have puns on their names. Okay. In movie 10, there's a girl named Coco who lives in the village of Natade. And this is another food pun. It comes from Spanish, which uh, Nata de Coco, which means coconut cream. And then in movie 11, you have Baron Jaguar Bada, or in Japanese, Jaga Bada Danshaku. And his name comes from Jagabata, which is a baked potato with butter. Well, that's an interesting one. Well, he's uh, quite the rotund guy. <laughs> that's true. I guess that makes sense, too. Um, well, let's finish it up, then. We have movie right. 13. This one... You know, until you explained to me what it was, I had no idea what Hildegarn was. Yes. In Dizentu 6, it relates the story of the naming of this character. And this is a funny story. Yes. Apparently, the assistant producer, I believe, Seiichi Hiruta, was not happy with early character designs of uh, the big monster in the film. So he told them to make something scarier. <laughs> uh, and so when he saw the character design that they came up with after this, apparently his jaw like hit the floor like gone sort of sound like you'd have as a sound effect in Japanese. Okay. So because Hiruta made this gone sort of expression, it became Hiruta gone, which was later <laughs> modified into Hirudagan. Um, I think that's the best pun in the entire series. It's yeah. got a history to it. That's interesting. And the other ones are sort of various different puns. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Tapion, uh, according to the notes by Toriyama about the character design, because he actually had a little bit of a hand in this one, Yeah, is that it's a play on Tapioca, which was his name in pre-production, actually. His name was actually Tapioca in early versions. Of oh, the all right. Movie before they finalize things. Um, but it also sounds similar to Abiragatapira, which is apparently one of the various Japanese pronunciations of Abracadabra. How about Minoshia? It's not entirely clear. I interpret it as Ashinomi, or the leg portion of the body, uh, which is the part of Hildegarn that was sealed inside of him. Oh, all right. I, I don't know is that if, that, if that's what they were going for, but it is a direct inversion of the syllables from the way they are in the name. So it seems like it would make sense. Hey, I'll take it. You convinced me. And what about the uh, the old guy? This, I don't even remember what his name was. Hoy, I think it was. That's right, Hoy. Uh, I'm not really sure about this. Um, I think Daimao has mentioned that he thinks it has something to do, I think, with another kind of Chinese food or something, like right. or I, I'm not really sure about it, though. Gotcha. I haven't seen much about it. I haven't seen the movie still. Actually. Oh, you haven't seen movie 13? I haven't. Oh. Um, so until I do... I, I really don't consider myself an authority about that. You know, I'd say when I get the movie box, come down and uh, we'll watch it, but eh, you'll be in Japan. Well, you know, come June, I'll be around. That's true. You know, I don't even know where my fan sub is. I've lost it. That kind of sucks. Really? Yeah. Oh. Oh, well. <laughs> well, you know, it'll be out from them and a few more, well, I don't know, maybe even by the end of the year. Who knows? Yeah. All right. We didn't, we didn't really come cover the uh, Dragon Ball movies, though, did we? We didn't. Well, there's only three of them. Why don't we push that one back? Because we also right. didn't do the TV specials. So right. we'll lump all of those together and go over those in a near future episode. All I don't right. know what your plans are in the next week or so, so I well, don't know if I'll we'll be, get to them. I'll be in orientation a week from now. But <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe the week after that I'll be coming to you live from a, a Starbucks or a Mr. Donut somewhere <laughs> in downtown Kyoto. That'd be awesome. 
<laughs> we we definitely want to go over more puns in the future. People, I can't even tell you how many people have emailed and said on the forum, more puns, more puns, they're funny. <laughs> so we'll get to them. There's the movies, the TV specials, and then there's the whole series itself that we could go over. So those were the Dragon Ball Z movies. Look for the Dragon Ball movies and the TV specials in a future episode. All right. Look forward to it. Yes. All right, so why don't we go over the releases that are coming out this month? Now, I have to admit, I didn't do a whole lot of great research, and I only came up with two things. Yeah. (laughs) So it sounds like there's, um, on the 5th of this month, we have the DBZ Animanga coming from Shueisha uh, in Japan. And this is the Saiyajin Saga Volume 4. And basically, this is just the TV show taking screen caps from that and putting them into a comic format with speech bubbles and sound effects. So it's not all that exciting. (laughs) Do you have any idea what Volume 4, what part of the story this would be? I'm not exactly sure. I think it's probably the part where they actually arrive. It might actually be before that. I'm not really sure how many episodes they're putting into each issue, and I don't really have any interest in getting them. (laughs) No, see, me either, so we have no idea. It's redundantly (laughs) redundant. Speaking of the anime itself, on January 24th, the next Ultimate Uncut Edition from Funimation comes out, Volume 7, which is Back from the Dead, Episodes 19 through 21. Oh, yes. And I believe this is when Nappa and Fujita finally arrive on Earth. Ah, yes. And their so-called Ultimate Uncut Editions contain their not-so-uncut, but more-uncut, if that makes sense, English dub, and also the original Japanese and amazing Spanish dub. Oh, that's right. Yes. And you know, actually, there's also those Japanese Dragon Ball Z individual releases coming out as well. Oh, that's true. What is coming out for the month of January? Volumes 7 through 9, covering episodes 37 through 54, with episodes on each disc, will be released on January 11th in Japan. Oh, all right. I actually know the numbers by heart for these. That would be right after the end of the Saiyajin Saga, Vegeta's blasted back off into space. And then 54 would be somewhere on Namek. Yes, it says, Kibo no hoshi wo mamore kuririn something no power up. Oh, all right. I don't know all the kanji, but so basically, Kuririn visits Saichoro, the eldest Namekian. And he gets. The power! Yep. Oh, God. (laughs) Flashbacks. Make them stop. Of course, uh, 37 is where Bulma finds the spaceship that Kami rode to Earth on with the help of Mr. Popo. Yes. I think that is it for the month of January. I think so. That's pretty much it. (laughs) They pumped a lot of stuff out at the end of the year with the uh, the Dragon Ball movie box set and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. I know in uh, the next couple of months we're getting some video games and some more DVDs, and February's got more manga. So February looks to be the place to be. Yep, probably. All right. So with all of that needless stuff out of the way, let's right. get to emails. We okay. got audio emails for this episode. I was so excited Woo. to get these. We have four listeners who sent in samples of themselves asking us questions. So we're going to play those for you, and we're going to try to answer the questions. So let's play the first question. Hi, this is Chiquita from New Jersey, and I was wondering who came first, Gogeta or Vegito? Uh, 
I don't know. Which came first? You know what? I can check. <laughs> I can, too. I have Firefox do, open do, with do, my nice little tabs of the movie guide and do, everything else. Do, 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 movie 12 with Gogeta premiered on March 4th, 1995. And the chapter which uh, introduced Go- or Vegito um, was introduced also in 1995, I believe in issue number 8. Right. So that sounds like Vegito edged out Gogeta by a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to consider, well, how far in advance had Toriyama thought of Vegito versus how far in advance Toei had been working on the movie. They were probably the exact same time, really, if you think about it. Yeah. So That's I'd interesting. pretty close, and I, I don't know that one really came before the other. It could have been pretty close to a tie. That's pretty neat. All right. So let's hit up the next question. Hey, Vegito EX, I'm Majin Metroid on the boards, and I have a question. How do you manage to keep your love of DBZ alive week after week? I'm a huge fan of the show and the manga, but I have to say that there are weeks and months that go by where I don't even think about it, let alone run a huge site and message board about it. How do you maintain your enthusiasm? That is a great question. And you know, when I listened to this, I turned to Mary and said, you know why I still love the show? I don't watch it. I I don't know how accurate this is but I think the way that I still have such a huge love for the show is that I don't actively read and watch it on a constant basis and I don't know you know I also haven't seen all of it I've only seen about a third of GT so knowing that there's still something I haven't seen like I'm not done with it Dragon Ball's not over for me even if it's just GT like, there's still something there for me. And yeah. so I think by not uh, having this deluge of stuff all over me, like, oh, my God, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball, I, I, I'm still interested in it because I'm not, I don't know, swimming in it. Yeah, and I think for me, too, the key is to know that you're not obligated to constantly be bathing in it. <laughs> um, you know, you can, take, you can take a break from watching it. You don't have to read it on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, you can put it down and come back to it when you want to. And, you know, that's a great thing about, you know, it being out there is that you can <laughs> come to it when you want to and not when you don't. It's, nobody's forcing you. No. <laughs> and, you know, I and, think another really good thing that helps keep me interested is the site and especially now the podcast. We're oh, yeah. kind of doing something new with it. I don't know if anyone else has done a Dragon Ball podcast. I so mean, there's always this is cool. something new to explore. And yeah. that's the big thing that keeps me, like, with the names Nobody's really done a really in-depth look at the names. Right. And that's fascinating, I find. Especially Hildegard. I mean, that was the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. All right. And it's right in Daisenshi 6. <laughs> which I've had for years, and I just, you know, never read it. Because I can't. Yeah. But that's why you're here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I hope that answers your question. I don't know if I'm just bullshitting or what, but that's my answer. All right. Let's hit up the next audio question. Hey guys, my name is Mike. I am known as Great Saiyaman on the forums. Want to make you guys happy? Great Saiyaman. Anyway, my question's pretty simple. What did you guys think about the Dragon Ball Z parody on Robot Chicken? Happy holidays. Peace. I laughed my ass off. Did you watch this, Julian? I didn't get to the TV fast enough. I missed that sketch. I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And you know, a lot of people on the forum were like, Oh, no, Goku's not that smart, and they weren't really parodying it, because blah, blah, blah. It, It doesn't matter. It was Dragon Ball. It was Goku. I thought it was funny as hell. The best part of it was that little drum guy when he would pop on the screen just off the side and go... 
and then just go away. But you haven't seen it, so you don't know what I'm talking about. So no, you're a jerk. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else to say about it. I thought it was really funny. And while them saying Tenkaichi Budokai was really out of place and made no sense. The Tenkaichi Budokai is finally complete. I thought that was still funny. And the Akira parody was also awesome. <laughs> but you haven't seen it, so you can't comment with me. Ugh! Grr. Anyway. All right. And then finally, we have one more audio question. Hey, Julian and Mike, and po- probably Mary. This is LaserKid from the Daisenshu EX forums. I'm just uh, going to ask you guys if anyone knows what's going on with the uh, Emperor Pilaf Dragon Ball sets. Obviously, there's not too much known, but is there any way to get the import uncut sets to work on a Region 1 DVD player? And if there's any new tidbits on the uh, Region 1 release, that'd be great too, although I understand news on that is pretty slim. Well, that's something that even we don't know. (laughs) Um, I think we've probably covered this in a previous podcast, but just to recap, nobody seems to have any idea. No. (laughs) Funimation doesn't know. Um, they sublicensed this part of the series out to uh, Trimark, Kidmark, Landscape Films years ago when they didn't have enough funds or resources to put this out on their own. And so consequently, they still have the rights to put out the hacked-up dub of the first 13 episodes in the U.S. And, yeah, there's a Region 4, I think, PAL in Yeah, and that's what he's asking about. There is a Region 4 release in Australia, which they called the same thing, the Saga of Goku? Is that what, that what yeah. it's called? Okay. But it uses the same sort of cover art as the rest of the volume. Right. So it looks like a whole new product, and it kind of is. Right. It has the first 13 episodes uncut and dual language. Right. And it's it the redub. Has, right. But it also has the first movie hacked up with the 1995 dub for whatever reason. Well, I guess that reason would be that Funimation hasn't redubbed it. Although, you know, we kind of talked about that too. We don't know if they haven't redubbed it, or have, or right. just haven't done anything with it. Right. No and one just, knows. And they just put out the movie box set for Dragon Ball on DVD here. And only movies 2 through 4 are included. And so. you know, I think that is a really good indication of they might have even just given up hope on it. <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> if they're going to put out that box set without that movie, that's kind of like, well, whatever. Here you go. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. Now, if you want to get this Australian release, yeah, it's it's PAL format and it's Region 4, so you'll need a player that can not only play different regions, but play PAL as well. A lot of set-top DVD players have this great thing you can do where you get onto the interweb and put in what model you have, and you can find a little button press code for your remote that will make your DVD player region-free. It's awesome. I did it with mine. I got my Import Asian Kung Fu Generation DVDs, and I've got my Dragon Ball box set. It's going to be awesome. So you can do that with your DVD players, probably. Now, a lot of them do have little warnings like, oh, well, it might not play everything after you do this. And admittedly, my DVD player died shortly after. But I don't think it... (laughs) (laughs) I'm convinced it wasn't due to me putting in the region free code. I think it just died because it was old. And it was on the fritz for a while before then. So, uh... But yep. you have to search for these websites yourself. We're not yes. giving them out. Uh, if you want to play PAL, I don't know. Stuff in the U.S. generally doesn't do such a great job, but stuff uh, in other countries usually does because the, the they're cooler is than horrible. us. Yeah. <laughs> From NTSC to PAL, that's no. <laughs> well, Bad. I guess the best solution would be your computer. 
is your computer's going to play anything. It's digital. It doesn't care about formats. The only thing it's going to care about is a region code on your DVD drive, which you can also hack, so whatever. Hopefully that helps. What I will do, if you want to purchase this, I will track down a reliable link to purchase it from. I know Madman Entertainment puts it out in Australia. They're kind of like the de facto distributor for everyone down there, I think. So I will find you a link where you can purchase it. So check that out on the site and possibly in the forum. So we also have a couple uh, old school email. Email's old school. (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow, how times change. Huh? <laughs> we have a couple of regular emails. Uh, let's try to cruise through these. Okay, Peebo says, I'd first like to say that I adore your new podcast. To finally be able to listen to people discussing one of my favorite animes in such depth makes me so happy. Please don't ever stop. With a smiley face, with an open mouth, it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> and they say they thought they'd suggest some future topics that we might want to discuss, like the various drawing styles throughout the show. Um, and I mean, there's obviously several different animation teams that work through the various different series and the character designs change quite a bit not only from you know Toriyama's own drawing style changing from the, during the manga but also due to these different animation teams wreaking yeah. havoc with the <laughs> just episode there's, to episode you wouldn't even know that it was still Dragon Ball there's like a really good group there two, is. two good groups one that's okay and one that's awful <laughs> and then one that you don't group. want to watch yeah. Like, I think that's a really cool idea. idea. Yeah. And I'd, I'd probably have to do a lot of research. Yeah, that would be... it's not really my expertise area. No, that would be a big research one that we'd have to take screenshots for. And screenshots don't really translate well to audio. No, they don't. <laughs> but what we well, could do is talk about it and then uh, have some screenshots up on the forum or on the site. Like, just provide a link. Yeah. So I would love to do that. Damn you people for giving us great ideas that require thought and effort and okay. <laughs> dope. All right. All right. Our next email comes from Ikai Chat. Just wanted to drop you an email and say that I'm really enjoying your Dragon Ball podcast. I'm listening all the way from the United Kingdom. Yay! Where apart from reruns of the dub, information on Dragon Ball is fairly sparse. Nowadays, I barely have time to watch the dub, but I've caught a couple of the dub movies over here, and I don't recognize the voice actor group. It's a weird dub because Piccolo is called Big Green, Kudadin is called Clarin, and the Son family name is occasionally added to Goku and Gohan. And the script is wonky as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well. This this, is a fun one. Oh, yes. The infamous Bridge Entertainment dub. Yeah. Now, we don't live in the UK. We don't have these movies. But I've heard some voice samples, and uh, it sounds pretty funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But, yeah. But this is definitely not Funimation. No. It's definitely... In its own little world there. (laughs) I'm not really sure who Bridge Entertainment is and how they got these or even how old they are. I think we've had a couple threads about them on our forum. So if you want to hop over there and do a little search, you'll probably find something. But they've been out for a little bit and they're pretty bad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how much more we can say about them, but uh, I'll also try to find a link to purchase these if anyone's interested for some good laughs. They gotta be better than the live action movie. I mean, I could probably sit through these. Alright. Our next email comes from. Oh my god, it's from Moses! Oh wow, <laughs> the prophet himself! Yes! Lead us! Uh. <laughs> Moses so. wants to know what we think about Makafushigi Adventure, which is the opening theme to Dragon Ball. 
Moses really likes it and has been addicted to it since he was 12. I don't know how old Moses is now, but I, I think he's pretty old. This might sound weird, but I like the remix that Funimation did because it sounds a little less outdated. But he also likes the original one. Uh, And does Hiroki Takahashi still sing theme songs? And what do we think about the English version? I'd like to start off by saying that I I like the song. I think it's It's, it's playful, it's fun, it suits the tone of the series in its early stages. Yeah. It's a catchy little tune. I also think it's very outdated, and it was outdated in 1986. That's true, too. <laughs> and I, I do like the English remix they gave it. I wouldn't really call it a remix, since it's actually just a, a new recording yeah. using completely different English lyrics and different instruments. But you know, speaking of English versions, I think this song has the most versions ever of any Dragon Ball song. <laughs> there was the, there's the original Japanese. There's the English version from the Harmony Gold dub. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if you want to learn about that, you can check out Mary's site, templotrunks.com, with uh, the whole... Lost 80s uh, Yeah, Dragon the Lost Ball 80s dub. dub. We'll give you a link to that. And then there's Funimation's English dub. There's an English version from the Philippines. There's the Japanese Animetal version. There's the oh, Japanese yes. Anapara version. And I'm Anapara. sure there's... Oh, there's the Spanish version. I mean, there's versions from other countries as well. This song's... Yeah. This, uh, it's been around the block. Oh, yes. <laughs> but as for Hiroki Takahashi still doing songs, I don't think he really has done other ones recently. If you and, want a he, good indication of that, check out the 2005 version. Oh, yes. He re-recorded this for a, a 2005 remix, and it just sounds like he's not into it at all. Yeah. He's, yeah. It sounds like, when do I get my paycheck? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Now, uh, I like the song. I like the English version. I like... I think I like every single version of this song. Yeah, well, except for the most recent one. <laughs> no, that, all right, that's true. Granted, I didn't like the 2005 version. but So I guess that's about it for that song. All right. All right. And, and the last one? Finally from Charlie. It was a very long, nice email, which, kind of like Dana's, we need to get to in due time because I'm bad about emails. Yes. But the question is, how did you find the series we all know and love? You know, I'm surprised we didn't really get into much detail with this question with the episode with Mary when we were talking about all our uh, fun, embarrassing stories. Well, actually, I was introduced to this by a friend of mine back in 1998, I think, and he called it the best show ever. The best action show, or what what was Multar called it? The best action cartoon on the planet? Or something like that, yeah. But, yeah, and I, I had no idea what the plot was at the time, but... You know, I really enjoyed the episode, so I started looking for more, and I didn't really have much luck until I was starting to get up for school and really early in the morning, and it was on at like 6 a.m. on, yep. I, th- I think it was the Warner Brothers Network out of New York City, WPIX. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why we get that up here, but we do. <laughs> and so I watched it then, and I started to get an idea of the first two dub seasons of the show. Gotcha. And, yeah, I went from there. For me, my first introduction to Dragon Ball was through the back of Electronic Gaming Monthly, and that is the cool video game magazine. Well, it was cool back then. I haven't read it in years. But anyways, back in the uh, early 90s, the back of EGM was pretty much just filled with import store pages and stuff, and I kept seeing these ads for Dragon Ball stuff. I didn't know what it was, but I saw lots of characters. They had golden hair. There were tons of them. They all wore orange. 
and I don't know. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was cool looking. And then they also had lots of – they would show uh, letter art that they got from readers who sent in questions. And they were always oh, nice. sending in Dragon Ball stuff. And I thought they looked cool, and I didn't know what the hell it was. And I didn't know for quite some time. I, it was probably like 92 or 93. So I knew what it uh, – I didn't know what it was, but I was aware that this thing existed. I didn't actually watch it and become involved with it until 1995 when the DBZ dub began on TV. And what happened, I think this is a story, I mean, this was 10 years ago at this point, so I'm kind of rusty on what really happened. But I was living in Maine at the time, and my best friend, Ryan Montroy, who emailed me, and then I emailed him back, and he never emailed me back again. I've lost touch with him. So, Ryan, if you're listening, please email me again. Anyways, uh, he watched the first episode the first day that it premiered. And I don't know if we went to school. I mean, it was airing, what, just, I don't even remember. Was it once a week? Yeah, it was on the weekend. So I guess he watched the first episode, and then at school he was like, oh, I saw this awesome cartoon. you got to watch it. And so the next week I watched episode two. When it was first airing in syndication, which was uh, Goku and Piccolo take off to go fight Raditz. Wow. <laughs> and I thought it was the coolest shit ever, man. Yeah. And so that was really my first I'm watching Dragon Ball kind of thing. So I kind of had this awareness of it, but I didn't actually watch it until the dub was on TV. And from there, then I went back to all my EGMs and I started reading the, uh, you know, I held on to it. They have a review of Super Butoden 3 for uh, Super Famicom. I have those pages somewhere, and they talk about Kudodin and his son. And I was like, ah, oh, that sounds cool, but he doesn't have a son, so I don't know what the <laughs> hell they were talking about. Wow. But anyways, so that was it. That's how I found it. I found it from a friend who – he was into American comics, and I think he was starting to gravitate towards manga and anime a little bit. I don't, it was 10 years ago. I don't have a clue. Well, I guess I have somewhat of a clue, but it's foggier and foggier with each passing day. Uh, well, that's how yeah. I found Dragon Ball, and that's how you found Dragon Ball. And that's how we found each other. Aww. <laughs> well, before we move into that anymore, that's it for this week. I so. don't have anything else at all. That is it for this week. So thank you for listening. Daizenshu EX can be found at www.daizex.com. There you will find our forum and our chat and our email addresses and all that fun, jazzy stuff. So please send us some audio questions. We would love to play them. They can be questions about the show, about the manga, about us, about the meaning of life, about my cool Dragon Ball speakers that I have up on my shelf. I don't really care. Send us some questions. That would be cool, and we will play them, and we will answer them. After we put up every episode, if you hop over to the forum, we have some uh, reply threads set up where you can also find extra links to the things we've talked about. So check that out. And as it's New Year, we would like to say Happy New Year to everyone. Happy 2006. Thank you everyone for listening. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.